We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Maggie. Maggie is a business owner, athletic trainer, jiu-jitsu world champion, and just all around super awesome woman that I am so pumped to have on today and super excited. So Maggie, thank you for carving out some time here earlier in your day for me <laughs> and for being here. Of course. No, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And the time is no issue. I'm always down. Oh, I'm excited. So I actually got to meet Maggie over a year almost two years ago now in Mexico and um, so bringing full circle and we've been able to stay in touch and she's been so gracious to welcome me and to train with her here at Fight Sports um, from time to time when I'm in town so just super excited to have you here so I have a list of questions I work through with all my guests they're all designed to getting to know you your perspective and experience on life and your story there's no wrong answers because it's you (laughs) so whatever unless I just really make things up and people find out later (laughs) we'll be fine but yeah so we jump right in and the first one is who would you define yourself as I would define myself as I think an athlete and the reason for that it's not that I don't do business work you know and I don't do other things but I think in order to be an athlete it comes with a lot you know you are usually if you're an actual athlete you're responsible you're on time you're consistent you're dedicated uh, you take care of yourself mentally physically emotionally so I think the word or title athlete gets used way too lightly and people like to identify themselves as an athlete but I truly believe that I am an athlete and again that goes for the literal meaning of being an athlete to being a partner to being a business owner to the way I am was molded because I was an athlete so I think the best way to describe me is as an athlete I think that's that's accurate as you describe it yes it is overused often but no you are I mean this this girl is up at 5 a.m she is training she is constantly working and you're you're you know every aspect of your life is surrounded by making sure that you are present and capable and ready for what you're doing so I think that's super awesome and I love that but next one's a little easier what is your favorite food Favorite food. Um, I'm Italian, so I love Italian food, like basic pasta (laughs) with chicken. Like that's what I grew up on. I'm super picky. Um, So Italian food I'm usually safe with. Um, Yeah, for sure. For sure some Italian food. Yeah, I can definitely get on board with that. (laughs) Um, Are you reading anything right now? Yes. So reading actually is very new to me as of October this year. For real. Like I never, um, I'm also like, I would identify myself as stubborn the past couple of years of my life, you know, but recently I've gotten off of Netflix and off of watching terrible shows and I've gotten into books, you know, and it's really not just obviously makes you more intelligent, you know, broadens your mind. It makes you a better person. You know, because you're learning rather than just filling your time with mindless, you know, I still like once in a while to 
get on Netflix, but it's nowhere near what I used to because I'm reading. And right now I'm, I'm actually on my third book in three weeks. Wow. So I've really like, I've really like dove into the reading thing and I love it now. And I'm actually reading The Untethered Soul. Okay. Um, I, it's by Michael Singer. I heard about it in a podcast actually with him and Oprah. And it's just all about how the mind works and how like our thoughts aren't who we are and we can be happy if we want to be happy. We just are usually the ones who choose not to be. And then we're confused why we're not happy. So I would suggest it for anybody. Um, it's kind of dry in a sense, like there's no story, you know what I mean? It's not like you're reading a story and it's very repetitive, but it's things you need to hear. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like your mom yelling at you about the same thing. That's what this book reminds me of, <laughs> but it's so necessary if you're somebody who's really trying to view the world differently from inside of yourself hmm. so yeah, it's that's really awesome good. i know yeah. i keep like hopelessly adding all the books everyone recommends to me oh yeah to i list. have like three unread sitting on the counter <laughs> yeah. just like okay well that's for my european trip like yeah, that's awesome no i yeah. definitely can relate to that i've started reading a lot more the last couple of years too and you're just like wow why was so I, happy about it why was i not doing this sooner? yes yeah what would you say is your greatest fear my greatest fear oh my gosh I try not to think about this one back to the book. You're not supposed to focus on fears. Um, <laughs> so we're trying really hard not to do that. I, I think it would be having something probably to do with my health. You know, again, going back to being an athlete, you can control your health for the most part, you know, but there's always those random things, especially in jujitsu, you know, it's super dangerous. Um, and I'm not afraid of getting injured or something, you know, um, and I'm not afraid of like diseases and stuff like that, but they happen, you know. So I really think because, like I said, I identify as an athlete, if anything was to, and of course, there's ways to still be an athlete regardless of what you like suffer from or whatever. But I think overall, like, of an actual fear that I would have would be something with my health, you know, that's kind of out of my control. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say that you value the most? What I value the most is my work. And that being said is because it does, you know, identify who I am. I think your purpose in life needs to be the most important thing to you. You know, like obviously we have people around us, we have our spouses, we have our partners, some people have their kids, but if your purpose isn't your main mm -hmm. focus, nothing else is gonna fall in line. So definitely my work because I love what I do. That's the other thing. It's not like I'm doing something for now to get to something later. Like I'm doing what I want to do. So it's definitely what I value the most. Yeah, you're yeah. in it. It's like that, like you said, that you're not waiting, working towards it. You're like there. I'm there. Which you is know, I'm so... working on what I want to do for the rest of my life. So yeah. I have to value it. You know, yeah. how can you not? And you've worked really hard to get there. Yes. You've earned every second of it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, that's, and that's something I try to show too, because especially like with these days, <laughs> People want to post a video and become famous overnight, you know, and make money overnight. And I'm always going to be in like you hear so much like people disagreeing with the school system or disagreeing with society and disagreeing with all these things, you know, but it's like I went through a very like American process of life and I'm happy with where I got through it, you know, so I don't look at anything that's put into the system necessarily as a downfall, you know, like people will say you don't need college and yes, that is true, but if there wasn't college, the person operating on your brain when you're getting brain surgery would have no idea what they're doing. So it's like, I get that in a sense, you know, but if you know what you want to do, and it's education and it helps it. You know, I just think there's, there's so much, there's that. too much yeah, negativity sure. in the world and too much um, instant gratification people. 
that it's really sad, yeah. you know, and I don't think people even most of the time value their work anymore mm. because they're kind of just doing it to get to a certain point mm. rather than doing it to enjoy it. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, no, it does come across. If you guys aren't definitely, I'll be linking everything at the end, but follow Maggie. She does work hard, means <laughs> it and really does love what you do. And like, you can tell by everybody that's yeah. around you and, and how that goes. That. It's awesome. When was the last time you felt joy? I feel joy a lot of the times, you know, I try to be somebody who, especially like I said, when I walk into my place of work, people sitting there waiting for me to work with me, that brings me joy every day. So I really do feel joy every day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to incorporate in your life. You shouldn't be doing something where you're not happy every day, you know? So I really do feel joy every single day of my life. It's impossible not to, even if I'm having a bad day, you know, I walk into the gym and it's just like, hey, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. We're here for your work. Mm -hmm. How can I not be happy? It would be selfish. It would be rude. I wouldn't have people sitting there waiting for me if that didn't make me happy, yeah. you know? So I'm very lucky that I get, because like me working out, I love. Me training jujitsu, I love, you know what I mean? But if we're talking about joy, it's definitely the fact that I have people supporting what I do, mm -hmm. but also I'm supporting them in a way like I'm giving them a tool to make themselves a better person. Yeah. So it brings me joy every single day. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that so much. When would you say was the last time you were afraid and why? Um, I think I went through a lot of, I think I went through two years of fear. Mm -hmm. um, I came up in the ranks in jujitsu really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And for, for good reason, you know, it's mm -hmm. like I won worlds every single year consistently. So there really was no other option but to promote me, mm -hmm. you know. And again, not knowing getting to black belt, how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Because again, the first super fight I had was against Luisa Montero. And she had been a black belt twice as long as I'd been doing jujitsu. So it's not even like twice as long as I've been a black belt, like twice as long as I had even been doing jujitsu, you know what I mean? So it's like, I could be good, but there's levels to it, you know? So it's like, I, and my first tournament was Europeans at black belt, and I walked into the finals predicted to win. And it's a fear that I'll never like, and it's crazy because I never get, I've never gotten nervous, fight. not nervous, everybody gets nervous fighting, but it's like you shake hands and it goes away. I froze, mm. you know, I just froze because it's like our sport is so dense, mm. you know, and I was raised in the sport to respect black belts, mm. you know, and I got there and even though I was one, I respected it too much, mm -hmm. you know, and that gave me fear for almost two years, mm. you know, it was really two years of like, and I'm glad I showed up to fight, you know, and I'm glad I could ignore the noise of like, you know, I had people telling me like, oh, you're not good enough, you know, and why is she getting the opportunity to fight and this and that. And that but it's fine, mm -hmm. you know, because those are people from the outside who have never experienced it. They don't know what it takes. They don't know how it feels, mm -hmm. you know, so none of that really bothered me. But what bothered me was the fear that I respected the girl across from me too much, you know? Mm -hmm. It's okay to respect your opponent, but I did. It was too much, you mm -hmm. know? So I really had fear for two years of fighting, mm -hmm. which was something I never experienced, you mm -hmm. know? Luckily, you know, but that was the point of keeping showing up. You know, I didn't care if I lost. I didn't care if I got my ass kicked. <laughs> I didn't care if it was a close fight, you know? I was just like, you just got to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. You know, you do this because you love it. Mm -hmm. The fear is there, but it's also important for us to face our fears. Yeah. You know, we never want to run and it's like if fighting's what I want to do I'm not going to get better by 
waiting two years to fight, you know, until I have more experience, the experience is showing up. Mm -hmm. So even though it was scary, you know, and it's like, okay, if I lose, I'm going to get a bunch of people on the internet talking crap again. But it didn't, you know, it didn't matter, you know, because it was like, I'm going to face my fears. Mm -hmm. And I would say that was the last time I really felt fear was these last couple of years, like mm -hmm. continuing to just show up. But mm -hmm it's getting better <laughs> it like speaks a lot to how much you feel about and respect and care for other people in that because it's like your fear was like i don't want this person to feel disrespected right. i don't want this person to think that i don't value their hard work yeah. because you know what you put in and your hard work exactly like, i don't want to take away from theirs but yeah but it doesn't obviously as, yeah. you, as you've realized yeah, yeah, yeah. now and as you're at now that it's like nope my hard work matters too exactly <laughs> earned yeah. this too. or you're gonna get your ass kicked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that but yeah <laughs> but the showing up yeah for sure would you say that there is a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? Yep, three months ago, back in October. I was, um, and this is kind of the first, not for, uh, first time I'm publicly talking about it in a sense of podcasts. Okay. You know, I've told people around me, I think people on Instagram get it, you know, because mm -hmm. you have those followers who know you without knowing you. But I was just in a place where I, because I'm the type of person when I hear people thank God and thank Jesus mm -hmm. and say they need that, them and this and that, I just like, I never thought I needed anybody but myself, you know? So it's like with everything, like with everything I could handle by myself. And I got to the point where I couldn't, you know, I was confused. I was in a place that I was just like, I needed something besides myself, you know? And I have, I've gone to, you know, I've gone, since I've been in Miami, I've gone to church for the last five years, you know, every Sunday. We have our, our pastor is actually a black belt at our school, you know? So it's like, as much as I thought I was spiritual, you know, I really wasn't. And then, like I said, when I got to that point where I needed something beside myself, I was like, you know, I had you know, a friend close to me who she's very spiritual and she kind of, you know, poked at me and was like, hey, now might be your time to like really try, you know? And I was like, you know what, if I feel like, and I'm not somebody who lets my emotions get out of my control. And so when it got to that point, it was like, this isn't good. This isn't okay. This isn't how I can live. Like I have to deal with this. You know, and that's what I decided to do. And I had, you know, that revelation with God. And it was just, it really changes your mindset in a sense. Like you can't do things by yourself. And it's not just God that you need, it's other people. Mm -hmm. But you don't see that a lot of times until you get closer to God, mm -hmm. you know, or until you get more spiritual because there's, of course, other different religions, but it's all spirituality. Regardless of who's your God, regardless of who you're believing in, it's all about becoming spiritual. It opened up just so much more, like I said, not just needing God, but when somebody wants to help me, let them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to be in control of the whole world, of my whole world, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it just made me realize so many other things, you know, even with my relationship. I did too much in my relationship, you know? It's like, we get so involved of being the best that we can, that sometimes the best isn't the best, mm -hmm. you know? And you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. And you're actually going beyond where you're, you, you steer away from your best by doing too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, and until you are able to put somebody higher than yourself, mm. I think it's hard to see that. Mm. So that was, again, back with the reading and back in October when I was like, okay, you think you're living your life right. You think you don't need anybody else, but it's not true. Mm. You know, it's not true. Mm. So that was big for me. No, oh, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And there is, there's so much value in like what you're saying there that 
we don't need to be everything. Yes. We can take help and wherever we, we choose to find that and spiritually and in other people. And right. it doesn't invalidate our ability or capability 100%. to let somebody else come alongside to rely on something else. Yes. Yeah. I think there's so much value in what you share there. What is something you think you and I have in common? I feel like we have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> like as much as we know each other but don't know each other it's like i think everybody you everybody who comes into your life or is brought into your life is because you have something in common with them you know like just us being in the place at the same time mm -hmm. and not only were we in the same place at the same time <laughs> you do jujitsu mm -hmm. and on top of that i've been on your brother's podcast oh, yeah, that's right. yes. yes so I it's just like that. it's yeah. such a small world yeah. because i could see if i met you at a jujitsu tournament or if you were traveling in miami and came to train jujitsu yeah but for those listening we met in mexico <laughs> at the same hotel yeah. not we weren't there for jujitsu we weren't there for anything but the fact that we were traveling in mexico mm -hmm. you know so and i i, and I genuinely believe people who come into your life and stay there mm -hmm. is because you have something in common with them yeah so i think on top of obviously the obvious which is traveling jujitsu i think just values too you know i don't think you stay connected with people unless you share some sort of the same values you know and that's something that's important for people to realize you know if there's people in your life that are in your life that don't share the same values as them it's more important to have people in your life that share the same values than to have a bunch of people in your life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's something, of course, we learn as we get older more than anything is like if somebody doesn't add to your purpose, if somebody doesn't add to your values, there's really no reason for them to be in your life, you know. So even though you and I don't sit and talk about our values, I think the fact that we have a connection comes from a deeper meaning than just the fact that we met each other and we have similar hobbies, mm -hmm. you know. So I think it goes beyond that, but also into the values is something that we have in common. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, we could have met in many other circumstances, but like there, it was like, yep. Some yeah. people are just meant yeah. to be brought into And at a jujitsu tournament, or yeah. maybe here you would have came and I wouldn't have been here. You know, yeah. we might yeah. never That's might true. have connected. That's true. So it's That's like true. everybody comes into your life, you know, for a reason. Yeah. And like I said, I think if the values and the purpose are there, you know, because everybody should add purpose to your purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and this podcast is talking about my purpose, <laughs> which adds to my purpose. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, it's so important to really give time in your life to things that add to your purpose. No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What is something you are looking forward to? <sighs> so many things, <laughs> so many things. Um, I think more than anything, I made a transition this year because of the way that, um, the world is going. We've been so focused on social media, you know, especially as we sit here on a podcast, because this is a thing now. Yeah. You know, a podcast is a thing. Um, but something that, that happened, again, with my revelation with spirituality and getting closer to God is I was so focused on the Internet. You know, like my Instagram following and what do my followers need? And I cr took two years to create an online platform, which is amazing and doing well. And shout out to all of my athletes online. Um, it's a great tool to have. But what I got away from was what's right in front of me. You know, and not only am I in the, one of the best gyms in the world, I was given something by my partner that's my gym. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm given people every day that come from me. Mm -hmm. And I had started teaching only a couple of times a week. Like I teach my clients, but the classes I was doing only a couple of times a week, letting my other um, employed coaches coach and stuff like that. And I noticed the class size is getting smaller. And then like I had this 
say it's God talking to me, I don't know, but I want to open my own studio. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if I want to open my own studio, I need the people in front of me. I don't need the people online. So I was like, that's it. Starting at the beginning of the year, I added another class at 6 a.m. every day, and I started teaching all of my classes. So now I teach, I teach six to seven classes a day between Champion Fit and my, my, my uh, private athletes mm-hmm. um, six days a week. Wow. You know, and as tiring and as a lot it might be, again, that's where my joy comes from. And I'm building the classes so that when I do have a studio of my own, I have clients. Mm-hmm. So something that I'm really excited about is what's right in front of me mm-hmm. rather than what's going on on my Instagram. I love that yeah. so much. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. It's been a really, really cool experience to be able to, because I think about it, like there were success, successful people 10 years ago when Instagram wasn't mm-hmm. a business platform, Yeah, you know? that can still happen today uh-huh. yeah but and it, we forget that it can be so distracting to be and like we forget oh that. yeah yeah yep absolutely so then yeah quick shout out there to um champion fit is yes. your online platform champion fit is my online platform it's the the classes that i teach in the gym so yeah right now i have an online platform where you can create your own workouts based yeah. on the equipment you have you never have to do the same workout twice i also have a list of pre-made workouts so sometimes you don't have to think you can just do there's 50 home workouts on there wow we can thank covid for that <laughs> there were good things that came out of covid people like i had a lot of time <laughs> i had a lot of time well and because you know we have paying members yeah and without them we would have been screwed, you know? So we're like, what can we do for those members? So every single day I recorded a home workout and a 20 minute yoga flow. So that's also on Champion Fit, you know? So the platform has everything you need to be successful in a sense of your, your health. And then yes, I teach three, three classes a day inside of Fight Sports in Miami as well. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Not busy at all. No. <laughs> What is something you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world? We all have the same thing is, I mean, it's just COVID. You know what I mean? Like I I get the dangers of people getting it and they have died, you know, but it's just hard. You know, it's just hard, especially to be somebody who really, really does focus on their health, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, I know there's healthy people who have got it and have passed from it, but I'm also the type of person that's like, if COVID is meant to take me out, so be it. We don't control that. We don't control, and as much like, oh, well, you can wear masks, you can wear this. How many people who wore masks got it? Mm -hmm. How many people who got vaccinated got it? How many people who tried to stay inside got it and died? You know, it's it's gonna get to you if it's meant to get Mm -hmm. get to you. You know what I mean? And even with the vaccine, I was somebody who, I'm not a big supporter of it. I'm just not, you know? And uh, because I take care of my health and I got COVID twice and I was fine. Yeah, it sucked, but it sucked like the flu, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, I was at the point where like, okay, got it. Get me if you want me. Like, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But it's like, we were like, we're not gonna stop living our lives because of COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just not gonna do it. And I guess it's the same thing when it comes to the vaccine because I'm going to Europe, so I had to get the vaccine. And it's like, as much as I disagree with it, I'm not gonna stop living my life. And if the vaccine is meant to kill me, it'll kill me, you know? So it's like, that's how I try to be, but it just like the thing with COVID that sucks is like, we have to be like that, or we have to choose whether we wanna be like that or not. You know, whether we wanna hide and wait for it to be over or want it to be over and keep living. Mm-hmm. 
you know? So that is definitely something <laughs> I would love to get rid of. Um, but something else I want to talk about is the Love Your Body mm. campaigns that are going on because a lot of it is BS. Mm. And it makes me really sad mm -hmm. because I know what being physically healthy can do for you. Mm -hmm. Because again, we need our mind, body, and spirit all connected. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was always good with mind and body. I was the one who was missing the soul part, you know, missing the spirit part. But now having all of them connected, I realize how important it is. You know, but even on top of that, I don't, I, I just can't understand somebody who's not physically healthy that can live okay in the other two realms. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really just don't think it's possible. And somebody who is, and just the fact that now when you're in shape, you can get put down. It's just like, wait, what? How? You know? Like, I'm not going around to people who are obese or overweight and putting them down. It sucks. And I'm like, yeah, that's on you. But it sucks that, like, people who are in shape and have nice bodies and look good are being put down now. Mm -hmm. It's really, really sad. And that happened a lot with the COVID stuff, too. And that's what makes me upset, too, is you have a lot of obese people telling healthy people that they need a vaccine. And it's like, isn't the number one cause of COVID death obesity? So it's like, okay, so you're telling me to get a shot, but you won't go lose 50 pounds for yourself. You know, so I think those two actually right now go hand in hand. You know, you have a, a lot of obese people totally fine with jabbing themselves with a vaccine, yet they won't do the thing that's gonna make them actually healthy. You know, so I think, it's not just the love your body campaigns in a sense of because I know it's marketing, mm -hmm. you know, like we see the, the um, mannequins even at Nike now. I'm never going to judge Nike for it. It's money. You know, I'm, I, I run a business. I get it. I get it. But I mean, you're never going to see obese people on Champion Fit in a sense of being marketed. You'll see them in my class, but they're there because they're trying not to be there because it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know, but I get the business side of it, but we can't look at it in that way. You know, we have to look at the individuals that are promoting it when realistically it's like if they go to the doctor, there's no way that their health report is going to be 100 percent. Yeah. You know, and that's I think the two are really kind of clashing and they're giving unhealthy people kind of the hierarchy to be able to preach to people who work super, super hard to be in shape. It's backwards mm -hmm. and it's sad, mm -hmm. super sad. Yeah, you're really saying that from a place of like value your health, value your body as a whole. Don't and going back to what you said about fear, like don't let fear hold you back. Like yes. do whatever you got to do. It's sad that we're making that choice, but like if this is what you want to live your life, like do whatever. If it's going to kill me, it's going to kill me. Right. But I'm going to live my life, but also like doing everything within your power to take care of your body yeah. and to truly love what you've been given yeah. and and to treat it with respect yeah. and allow it to be able to do the most that it can do I think yeah there's, and I just want to clarify yeah. too like when I I use the word obese a lot because that's what I'm talking about yeah I'm not saying you need a six-pack I'm <laughs> not saying you need to you know what I mean like yeah. that's not what I'm saying yeah but obesity is obesity yeah that's is. the issue yeah you don't like again you don't have to be at like the lowest body fat possible but if you're obese you're unhealthy mm -hmm. and that's and, and you that's say it. that yeah you do you say that from a point of health yeah. and desire for the best possible quality of life for somebody it's not like exactly you and because i know how it feels like i know how it feels and i i actually talked about this on my instagram a couple weeks ago because i'm doing a six-week challenge right now with my squad here at the gym and i had you know a group of people who didn't want to do the before pictures because like oh that's not good for my mental health and i'm like well if you can't look at a picture of yourself it's not okay it's not okay because guess what mm. you can change that mm. 
you can change that. Mm -hmm. That's the point of the picture, mm -hmm. is so that you can get to a point where you can look at yourself. And again, it's not only gonna make you physically feel better, mentally, look, you just compared the way that your body looks to not being mentally okay. That's my point. Mm -hmm. You know, is they all have to be yeah. rooted together. And it's cool because I had some of those people do it after I kind of said my piece. And one of them was like, oh, it's really not that bad. And then it's like, when was the last time you looked at yourself? You know what I mean? Like, it's really sad. Mm -hmm. You have to, to be able to, like you said, you know, when was the last time you brought joy? So many people would probably think of a very specific time in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's sad. Mm -hmm. You should feel joy almost every day. You should be able to create that feeling. Mm -hmm. Whether it is looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, hell yeah, girl. <laughs> like if that brings you joy, good, it should. Mm -hmm. Looking at yourself should bring you joy. Mm -hmm. It should, mm -hmm. it's sad. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I love the, the passion that really pours out of you in that of wanting individuals just to be able to see themselves and to be grateful for what they're looking at and to be happy with who they are and and to not be in a place where they're like oh that's not good for my mental health to see myself like yes. you need to be able to see yourself yes and that is like what you are, yeah. are really pushing and if you can at first that's okay accept yes. that yeah but then put in your mind okay i'm gonna change it yeah and that's why those you know if anybody's listening that's on their fitness journey Take pictures all the time. Yeah. Every two weeks if yeah. you want. Because mm -hmm. when you see those little progresses, that picture starts to become very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And motivating, for sure. And motivating, yeah, yeah. definitely. What would you say makes you feel known and valued? I think, I think it's my passion. You know, I'm really, I'm really, I'm like this to everybody. Like anybody who wants to talk about the healthy lifestyle, I will sit there and talk to them about it forever, whether they're actually gonna indulge in it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's made me, it's got me through life. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our mental battles, you know. But something that's amazing is like your physical being to me is, is such a resource to the, the mind. Mm -hmm. You know, because again, if you're having a bad day and you work out, the bad day is gone. You know, yeah, it might be hard to get there. It might be hard to start. It might not be the best workout you've ever performed, but it's going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that I, I'm known for and I like being known for because I'm also not afraid to tell people it is. I don't sugarcoat things when it comes to my athletes, when it comes to my clients, when it comes to people actually wanting to better themselves. I'm never gonna tell them that they're okay where they're at if they're not, you know? And I think I get respect for that a lot too because a lot of people do sugarcoat these things these days, whether it's for money, whether it's for whatever. Um, and this is kind of like off point, but on point, but like even with clients, like I, if I have a client who cancels all the time, who um, takes long breaks in between their sessions, I'll get rid of them. I don't care about their money. Mm. You know, because I care about them as a person, mm -hmm. you know, and I want them to get better. You know, there's always so many people, oh, they didn't show up, but that's okay, I still got paid. I hate that, I hate that. And I will never keep a client that does that three times in a row. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I don't want your money mm -hmm. unless I'm giving you something, you know? And I think that's important to know your value as well, you know, as a, any type of professional. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think my, my passion is something that, that I'm known for. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> Where do you call home and what makes it home to you? Miami, 100%, 100%. Um, and Hawaii always has a little piece of me there too, for sure. And I think it's where, that's where my life started. Hmm. 
You know, the life that I wanted started there. Even though it starts when we start working when, again, I've been an athlete since I was four, <laughs> you know, and I've known that I wanted to be a coach probably since I was in high school. And then once I got to college, I knew I wanted it to be strength and conditioning. Like I've been super fortunate in that kind of sense. But it's like every place I've been in in my life was a setup to where I am now. Mm. And I believe in, you know, like I was saying, my revelation with God, I actually kind of lived a very godly life without knowing because I was never in tune with him. Mm. But like the manifestation and power of thought is really prayer. You know, that is what it really is. It's just you're not saying it out loud or like for me, I like to write you know my prayers i'm just not putting on paper i keep it in my head you know so it's like once i knew i wanted to do strength conditioning okay it's in my head then i started jujitsu and i was like okay i want to do this for that you know and then i was like and i want it in a jujitsu school worked out really great that it happened to be my future partner's you know gym and like now here i am but and like i said hawaii will always be home to me as well because that's where martial arts started that's where my you know was my first coaching athlete's job you know it's like really everything started there it ended up here in miami but it started in hawaii but miami is definitely where i'm at like even when somebody asked me i think it was my aunt you know she's like do you want to be in miami forever i go 100 percent, 100 percent. you know and mainly just because there's so much opportunity here like there's people who like to party. There's people who like sugar daddies. There's people who like <laughs> the instant gratification that comes with Miami. But if all that fails, mm. you still have all of Miami mm. and there's so much opportunity. Mm. So it's like being here really takes any fear of failure away mm. if you take advantage of it, mm. you know? So I, and I think that's an important place for home to be. Mm. I don't think it should be a safe place in a sense, mommy and daddy are going to take care of you. Mm. I think home needs to be in a safe place that no matter what happens, mm. you're going to be happy where you are mm. and you know that you can do something more. That's awesome. I love that yeah. definition. That's so cool. So Miami. Yeah. And Miami also, and also because weather and, and I, I've yeah, been, don't I, even get me started <laughs> with that. I've been like chuckling a little bit. Seeing and the your mental story, health that comes behind weather. Seeing your stories in a winter coat when it hits 60 degrees. I can't, you're like, yeah, I'm done, I can't I'm handle done. it. People, oh, you're from Maine. Yeah, it's PTSD. <laughs> it's scary. You're like, no, we're I not can't going handle back it. There. Yeah. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Um, so I, my imperfection that I realized through my, you know, experience spiritually is that I didn't think I had any. You know, like I was saying, I don't need anybody but myself. I can always figure things out. So my biggest imperfection is that, hmm. you know, is really, I really didn't think I had any. Like, of course, little bits, but in a sense of the bigger picture, I was like, no, I'm good. Like I figured it out. Mm -hmm. I'm whatever. No, like we all have imperfections, mm -hmm. you know, and I struggle with it every day. You know, I struggle with if somebody says something that I don't agree with, being able to bite my tongue and be like, it's not worth the battle. It's not, you know, that's definitely me as I'm a stubborn person. And, you know, the older we get to, we realize things that we learned from watching our parents or how we grow up. And my mom is a very independent person, you know, and she's kind of that person who's like, if my favorite color is purple, all your favorite <laughs> colors are purple, you know? So it's like, as much as I'm not, I don't think I'm extreme. It's like, okay, I'm not perfect, you know? And I think that's definitely something that, has gotten better but again it's only been a couple months that i realized this so it's going to take way more time to get used to and i wish it could just go away but it's going to make me a better person being able 
to not just mask it because that doesn't change you, but to change it, you know, as to change being that person who thinks I know everything. Hmm. Yeah. It takes a lot to be able to like confidently admit that. Yeah. It took me 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's something that can really help a lot of people. For sure. Hear that I think for sure. So. Yeah. What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? You know, obviously the physical thing. Mm-hmm. I, and I know that's what most people will think, but mentally mm. I've been through a lot, you know, and I've dealt with a lot in a sense of mental illness, you know, and that's something that I've never really shared either. But at this point in my life, I try to be way more open with it because because so many people struggle and suffer with it, you know, or maybe don't even know that they're suffering from it, you know, because I was really lucky growing up that I had well, my grandparents were counselors, you know, my aunt has a mental illness. So it was in my family. So I was super lucky mm-hmm. because it was noticed and it was taken care of, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been something that has made me so strong, mm-hmm. you know, because of course depression is a thing. And I mean, just to put it out there and this is kind of, I didn't know when I would talk about this, but why not now, mm-hmm. you know, um, is I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was 14. And so just how much I've learned because of that and learned how strong you can be. And I think that's what where comes my imperfections too, is like, oh, I've dealt with this, I can deal with this, so like I'm perfect if I can deal with this, you know? So it's like, that's something that I am a big advocate for mental health and that is a real thing and that you can't do it by yourself and you need a therapist and you need i don't want to say medication in a sense of prescriptions because i don't agree with prescriptions they never worked for me besides numbing everything um but there are things whether it's natural you know like shrooms are a big thing now for people medical marijuana um natural pills you know that you can literally buy at whole foods injections of b12 and stuff like that like there's things you can do that help you you know but i think it's really important because i had a support system a huge one you know and it's crazy because every point in my life i had somebody who fully understood you know growing up it was my family when i got to college my academic advisor happened to be bipolar you know and she helped me so much in college you know and you know even now like cyborg has been he was not familiar with it at all because truthfully in brazil it's not a thing you don't have mental illness you know so as hard as it was for him to understand he was supportive you know and now understands you know so even though he wasn't somebody who was like oh i'm bipolar too i totally got you Mm -hmm. he was like i will learn about this Mm -hmm. through you and i will be there to support you Mm -hmm. but i'll also help you you know and that's something that was really great too is he really did because he's somebody who the little things just are not a big deal to you know and that's something that i've always had a hard time with when something's out of my control or something goes wrong but that's also a cultural thing you know in america we're just taught like freak out if it's not perfect freak out just freak out okay you just spent two hundred dollars on something and you lost it freak out no you know what i mean and that's how i was you know and he helped me with that so it's like i've been really lucky and that's the thing where i say like i'm perfect okay but you've had so much help your whole life you know so that's something that i really really try to be aware of and compassionate with and and of course like i believe you know god can create miracles you know and help your mental illness but if you read any spiritual book 
they're going to mention going to see a counselor, going to see a therapist. You know what I mean? Because, you, again, you can't do it by yourself. That's a gift. That's a tool. Mm. You know, so when I see it in somebody or when somebody, you know, talks about either depression or being anxious, you know, I'm like, one, guess what? It's normal. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You have to accept it. You have to let it happen. But this is my thing, you know, because if there's anybody listening with mental illness who has a hard time, especially with depression, manic, sometimes you don't even notice it's happening mm -hmm. until like you look at your bank account and you're like, shoot, what did you just buy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's a different extreme. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the depression side of it, and I hope this can help even just somebody is do what you need to do and nothing more when you're in those moments. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I'm looking at my day during a depression, okay, I have to teach my clients. I have to work out. I have to train. As much as we think that's not what we need, it 100% is, because that's your physical health. But those, maybe that meeting I don't have to have, maybe that thing I have to go shop for, maybe hanging out with that person, cancel it. Mm -hmm. Go home, get under your blanket, cry if you need to, and then if you have more work in the evening, get back up and go do it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when you did everything you need to do, that is your drug, that is your medicine, because it's gonna make you feel good. Oh, there's so much power in that. Yeah. I really hope, yeah, I know that's gonna help somebody listening, yeah. but I, there is, I love your perspective on that so much. And it's, it's like, better than any medication you can take, it's better really than any therapist you can talk to, mm -hmm is do what you need to do and nothing more That's until you get out of that world. And don't distract it. This is something I told something recently. Depression's a backpack. It doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't deal with it, if you don't acknowledge it, it's not gonna go anywhere. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that yeah. and opening up about that. I really appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, and, and just that, that support that you've had in your life is awesome. And, and if I if I can share just a little story that yes. I remember from Mexico with you guys to speak to to cyborgs not caring about things, we had a little like car accident. No, my the bumper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I backed yeah. up, remember? Yeah. And the bumper came off the car in yeah. Mexico. And and I was like. So I've been, I've been hanging out with you guys for like one day and they're like, oh, come on, we're going to go out. We're going to have a great, I was like, all right, awesome. Like you guys are super sweet. So we're headed out. We're all piling this car. Maggie backs up the whole bumper of this rental vehicle just goes off. And I'm sitting here going like, I've never met these people before, but I picture like, you know, these big fighter guys. Like, I'm like, oh dear, how's this going to go? And he was like, it's no big deal. Yep. Don't worry about it. Yep. And I was just like, that's awesome. Like to have somebody in your life that cares and just doesn't doesn't sweat the small or kind of things that we would consider really big things 100%. in that situation. I think that's No, and I used awesome. to be crazy about those things, you yeah. know, and like he's really, really calmed me down so much about it yeah. and just realized, and that's the other thing, you know, that I tell people, especially in jujitsu, mm. because jujitsu truthfully can be a very, very sad world mm. because you are spending way more than you are making in jujitsu. Mm. And I tell everybody, especially my female athletes, because for us, it's even a smaller percentage. Mm. Like even myself, I've, I've won seven world titles. Mm. You know, I'm not the best black belt yet, but I have all intention to be. And I still don't make money. Mm. You know, if I go to do a seminar, like I go to do a seminar, but I make, you know, a little chunk of money. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's going to pay from even a bumper that falls off a car you know so it's really important in life as much as they say money can't bring you happiness it can 100 percent can and i think that's another kind of lie that society gives us 
because of course they can. Do you want to travel the world? Yes. What do you need to do that money? Do you want to be able to fix the bumper on your car when it falls off and not stress about it? Yes. What makes you do that money? So that's the thing. If you're not setting yourself up to be able to deal with situations like that, that's when it becomes stressful. It's not because, oh my God, this bumper fell off and now it's going to take our time or no. The first thing that comes to your head is finances. You know, so it's like as much as they say money can't buy happiness, it keeps you pretty content. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not in for society's bullshit of like lightheartedness. Like life is hard. Yeah. You got to work for it. You got to you have to work for happiness mm. mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. Mm -hmm. You got to work for happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can't it can't buy that mind body soul but it, it certainly makes the whole process a lot more comfortable yes. and a lot less because stressful. that's what people don't think about is those situations yeah. okay you get stuck somewhere you test positive for covid now you're stuck in quarantine for seven days in a different country can you pay for it mm -hmm. you know this is what people like don't think about and it's again sad for sure so on the topic of money then if we were to give you $10,000 and you have to spend it in two weeks. Easy. All right. What's it going to? Easy. As much as I want to say travel, <laughs> that's not where I'm at in life, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I want my own studio, mm -hmm. you know, and with that comes pff, stupid amounts of money. Uh -huh. You know, it's not just a building. It's, it's the gym equipment. Mm -hmm. It's the remodeling the building. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the sign on the front. It's the system you need to enter your, you know, a lot comes with it. So that is 100% where that would go to. Okay. Easy. I'll look forward to when yes. your, your studio is a yes. full reality. Cause I know, <laughs> I know it will be. It will be. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything that you would say you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they aren't in a place that they're ready to hear it or maybe wouldn't receive it yet? I just think it's going to be okay. Mm. It's going to be okay is what I want to tell them. How about on the other end of that? Is there anything that would be hard to hear about yourself from somebody you love? I don't think so. Mm. I think three months ago, yes, mm. but now no, because I think I'm in a place where I want to grow to be the best person that I can be. And you can't do that without hearing the hard things, you know, and I've we realize that just within myself, you know, like I said, God t telling me or me realizing it through reading or anything else. It's like, I am so open to anybody who wants to tell me anything at this point, <laughs> you know, and that's something too. Like, I just want to shout out my mom. Mm -hmm. She raised me to not care what people think about you, you know? And I think as I get older, it's progressed to not care what they think about you in a sense of talking shit on the internet. But now it's like, when somebody tells me something, it's like, don't care about it in a sense, don't let it affect your mood, but take it, analyze it, see if there's any truth in it, and then do something with it. There's so much in that to say like, yeah, it's okay to hear something, find validity in it or not, and, and want to be better, want to be more. Yeah. So shout out to your mom for sure, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel at peace? God, yep. Mm -hmm. As much as I want to say work, working out, those are all, I think, meditation mm. that creates peace. But knowing that I have somebody by my side always to mm. trust in gives me peace. Very much. Yeah. So this one is always often a bit of a loaded question, but it's always been fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what is something, if anything, you wish you could say to the opposite sex that they maybe wouldn't hear because of you who you are or because of where they are culturally or societally what is something that if you know they would hear it that you would share i think i mean i love the opposite sex 
Of course, you know, I love them in a sense of physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, everything that comes with it. I think it's so important to have obviously a partner. I believe in a partner. I believe in there is that person, you know, that completes you and you need, you know, again, society tells us we don't need anybody else. I don't think that's true. You know, in a sense of challenging us, whether it's on the mat or in the gym, um, in a sense of being friends, you know, getting a different point of view. So there's so many positives. But I think too, like, and especially in our world, you know, of the jujitsu world, the, 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 the physical fitness world, like I think a lot of it, something I would say too is man up. I think there's a lot of guys in our world that surround us that need to man up. You know, I think they, I really think sometimes guys can do, think they can do whatever they want to do, you know, without, and this doesn't go for everybody. Like there's a lot of really good men in the world, you know, and anytime I have, you know, one of our boys, cause you know, we say we have like 12 sons, you know, we have a couple of them that are lovers, you know, and they get their hearts broken. And, but I tell them, I'm like, don't change, do not change because you'll find that girl who's okay with that you know with okay with you being like that you know not the bad boy mentality mm -hmm. but there's a lot of guys who need to man up mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times men want women to respect them wholeheartedly mm -hmm. you know not look in any other direction mm -hmm. you know not test their patience not test their trust mm -hmm. but it's not reciprocated a lot of the times you know, and I've dealt with it personal experiences. I've dealt with it with friends. I've dealt with it and not my, not even just my girlfriends dealing with certain guys, my guy friends being those guys, mm -hmm. you know, and like, I think it is so sad. I think they're not living purposefully. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as good as a guy they might be to society, they're not, if you're not fully well-rounded, you know, I do, you can't fake being a good person. Mm -hmm. It has to be in every aspect of life. Yeah. So I think if there's something I could say to the opposite, opposite sex, it would be, and they'll know who I'm talking to, <laughs> yeah. you know, man up, yeah. be a man, be a real freaking man. That's what I would say. I like it. <laughs> All right. So if you were to have 10,000 people listening to you or a large group of people, and if public speaking is a fear, we'll just remove that part of it. But what is something you would want people to take away a life lesson, something you'd want to just to teach? Never stop working on yourself. Hmm never stop working on yourself. There's so many people who don't put themselves first. Mm. And as much as people, as much as some people might think that's me in a sense of the hours I work and the amount of people I deal with, it's not true, you know, because I'm setting myself up for my future. On the weekends, I'm gonna say no to socializing unless it's someone's birthday, mm. you know, and that's me working on myself. I sleep so much on the weekends. You know, you always have to put yourself first and that is, not just in a selfish sense, but like I said, knowing that it takes more than just you mm -hmm. to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's your partner, whether it's your friends, spiritually, you need that. Uh, but never stop working on yourself. Mm. Put yourself first, mm. always, you know, because you're only going to be happy if you are happy, mm. even in a relationship, you know, mm. and I tell this to people all the time. I'm like, we always, this is one thing that society says that I 100% believe, and it's not the only way but be happy when you're happy with who you are you'll be able to be happy with somebody else mm -hmm. and then there's people who are weaker that do need that person to help them and that's mm -hmm. okay too mm -hmm. you know but if you can get to a point where you are okay alone you'll be okay in any situation in your yeah. life yeah 
but that only comes with working on yourself every single day. And I want to make a reel about this, but I like I just suck at like being able to put it all together. No. But like I had the idea of, of just showing people what I do for myself every single day. Mm-hmm. Like waking up early to me is like the best thing you can do for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, starting the day that way. But when I wake up in the morning, I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I take vitamins. Mm-hmm. You know, just those three things are self, self-love. self mm-hmm. You know, waking up early, washing your face, take your vitamins. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people aren't going to do because, oh, I'm up early and I have to go to work and I have to do that. But what did you do for yourself first? Mm-hmm. I put myself first at the beginning of every single day. Mm-hmm. People see me teaching at 6 a.m. and they think I'm putting other people first, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. One, I'm doing that for me, mm-hmm. you know. And two, I did these other things. So it's like you always be selfish first, always. No, I think that's something that we're so often spoken negatively of like you're selfish or you're this and it's like you can't show up for anybody else if you don't take care of you yeah and you're no good to anybody else and you're no good to yourself like taking that time it is so important i mean yeah i take like early morning hour of mine and it's mine and and what i do with it it's yeah because you don't control the rest of the day and you don't know where it goes and pouring into what what matters to you for you it's Mm -hmm. not selfish and it is important so yeah very much so do you have a favorite tattoo and why Ooh, so i really love all of my tattoos because they all have meaning Mm -hmm. and i wait a year so when i want a tattoo i wait a year to make sure i want it because remember it's on your body forever (laughs) and they all have meaning this is hard this is really hard. No, because they all have so much meaning. How about I let you pick two? Is that easier? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess the one that I have on my leg and on my foot, I have a rose on the top of my foot. And Rose is my middle name. Okay. You know, so I got this, I think, like the first week I moved to Hawaii. And, you know, I told the guy, I was like, okay, I want Rose because that's my middle name. So it's kind of like be true to yourself. And then I go, the rest is on you. That's all, I, that's all I knew I wanted. And he's like, okay, do you mind if I go up the leg a little bit with some tribal, you know, the Polynesian stuff? I go, no, go for it. And I didn't look. I looked up at the ceiling. That's so three hours later, I look, and he described that what the Polynesian meant was new beginning, you know? And like I said, Hawaii is always so special to me because that's where I feel like my life started. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meaning, be true to yourself, and it's a new beginning, that one has a lot of, a lot of meaning to me. I guess, this is so hard. Um, I guess this, the one on my arm, it's like the heartbeat like everybody has. Mm -hmm. Most people have O's in the middle of it, but mine says strength. And what it means is only the strong survive. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I went to school in Stockton, California. Beautiful school, it's just been there for a long time and Stockton kind of grew around it. But I actually was jumped and I was knocked knocked unconscious with the butt of a gun. What? Yeah, so I was, oh I was walking home in a nice neighborhood, like I would never walk anywhere else. Yeah. It was my neighborhood. And three guys in masks came up, held a gun in my face. I accepted dying, you know, and I woke up in the, in the hospital. Oh my um, I ended up, the guy turned the gun over, hit me in the head with it. I got eight staples in my head. Um, so it means only the strong survive. Mm. I think because for the first time in my life, I accepted death, mm. you know, and then to wake up and not be dead mm-hmm. was really special, so. Yeah, that's, that's a terrifying situation. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, that's like every. Luckily, it was two life. weeks before graduating, so I kind of got to like leave that part behind me. Yeah. Um, but I also couldn't do any physical activity for six weeks, 
which for me was so hard. Um, so it was like one of those things that it was like on, only the strong survive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Glad you're alive. Glad you're here today. Thank you. It's, I'm super happy to have you. Is there anything else you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you? Um, I mean, I think the coolest thing is I got to share a lot more than I have shared ever in a podcast. And I don't know if it's the time of the morning because I'm fresh this early um, or if it's just about where I'm at in life, you know, but I think the things that I shared are things that I haven't really shared with mm. with people yet that I'm really excited for people to know. And I'm more than open for anybody who mm. wants to message me or DM me to talk more about it. Um, hopefully even on my own Instagram, I'll create the courage to make a post about it one day. But no, I, like I said, I try to be pretty transparent. You know, obviously there's private things that we keep to ourselves to keep our sanity. As we should. But yeah, as we should, you know, but I, I try to be as open as I can because I think that's truly loving yourself. I think when we block ourselves and protect ourselves too much I think protecting yourself protecting your heart is dangerous mm. you know I think it's really important to feel pain mm. you know and be open to whatever you're going to receive and then if you get joy from it great and if you get pain well guess what mm. feel it mm. embrace it mm. and grow from it mm. you know so no I think I I think I'm pretty open in that sense very much yeah. Maggie this has been so awesome and I, I so appreciate I just appreciate your transparency you, so you, you and your time and just sharing everything I know that what you've you've given out into the world here today is going to really impact those that listen and Thank you are you. a wonderfully welcoming joyful human being that I so am much. just honored to get to spend time with today thank so, you so thank much. you for your time and thank you for awesome. being here thank you thank you for tuning in to this world my view your reviews are what keep this show going so if you have a moment i would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review anything from i really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with if you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it i would greatly appreciate that I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.